Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org forward slash resources. Hallelujah. We're really excited to be here. Uh, it's always good to be in the United States and, and reconnect. Uh, you guys have a really good opportunity being in this church and being in America to really uh, glean a lot from, from, from all sorts of conferences and, and pastors. And even in this church, you got worship leaders that are really awesome. And <laughs> leaders. And you have uh, pastors and evangelists. And, and it's, it's just a real fruitful place to, to plug into. And I think I was saying in the bathroom, I just I wish I could be here all week. You know, I I, I really prefer not to go out in the world because you could just stay in this cocoon. But then you would never become the butterfly. Amen. Andre, let's get a whatever. I do want to confirm uh, Pastor Mike's word on the gifts that that God has gifts for every. He's he's ready to give gifts because while we were worshiping, I saw a gift. And it's open. And, and it was that you weren't taking the gift. That, that it is open and it's present and it's there for you to take. And, and I think that applies to a lot of you here. Maybe all of us. Because we all have a, a we don't deserve feeling sometimes. We don't deserve it. So um, I think a, along with that, I want to I read one thing because a verse came to me. Okay. Deixa a Andrea, uh, we're going to let Andrea thank the Lord and pray. E agradecer vocês. And thank you. Por ser a igreja de Cristo. For being a, a church of Christ. Porque eu acho que a gente perde um pouco visão desse valor nosso. Because sometimes we even lose that vision of the value of it for us. Primeiro dia que eu entrei aqui. The first day I came into here. Eu cheguei destruída aqui. I came here destroyed. E eu saí daqui completamente diferente. Porque eu recebi oração, tudo aqui me edificou. Because I received prayer and everything, every part of the service edified me. As irmãs oraram por mim. Some sisters prayed for me. Sem saber nada. Without knowing anything. Oraram tudo. And they prayed everything. Como se elas estivessem comigo em Moçambique. Like if they had been with me in Mozambique. Os últimos dois anos. The last year. Tiraram, expulsaram todos os ataques do diabo em cima de mim. They uh, prayed for, took away all the attacks of Satan on top on top of me. E eu saí daqui tão feliz. And I left here very happy. Quando eu entrei, eu pensei, eu já entrei pensando, Deus. Como é bom poder entrar na tua casa. Porque eu não tenho isso lá. E vocês têm isso aqui. And you have it here. Só que vocês se acostumam com isso. But you get used to it. E a, não dá valor. And the value goes down. Mas quando você não tem. But when you don't have it, aí você sabe o valor da igreja. You see the value of the church. Porque não é a mesma coisa estar sozinho. Não é a mesma coisa estar dois. It's not the same for two being there As pessoas alone. que estão junto conosco. That are with us muito fracos espiritualmente. Are very weak 
muitos envolvidos com coisas de diabo ainda. É uma guerra muito grande. Nós estamos vivos só porque Deus quer. Entenderam? Eu estou dizendo isso porque eu quero vocês entender que nós precisamos de vocês. Entende? Deus precisa de vocês lá naquele lugar porque lá é muito mais necessitado que aqui. É mu precisa muito mais de Deus que aqui. Aqui, pessoas têm televisão para ir no culto na, no, na televisão, na internet. Lá, não temos nada. Não existe. Não existe. Ninguém tem onde receber de Deus. Não existe. Ninguém tem onde receber de Deus. Nobody has anywhere to receive from God. E vocês ficam aqui ocupados com coisas muito <laughs> sem nenhuma importância. And here you get uh, preoccupied with things that really aren't very important. Para Deus. For God. Porque Deus quer almas. Because God wants souls. Ele quer a pessoa que não conhece o que você conhece. Ele quer pessoas saber o que você não sabe. Yeah. He wants people to know what you know. Então, eu acho que vocês precisam acordar. So you should wake up. Porque vocês podem ir até lá comigo. To there with me, com ele. With me, com a oração. With, oração. With prayer, com o teu dinheiro. With your money, que você gasta com um monte de coisa que não precisa. Entenderam? É verdade. Uma oração, um e-mail. Um, é muito importante para nós. Nós estamos sozinhos. Nós estamos sozinhos. E vocês são a igreja que tem que estar segurando a corda. Eu estou descendo lá no poço. Lá, lá no inferno. Lá. E vocês estão segurando a corda para ver se para a gente não morrer lá. So we don't die there. Essa semana This week, nós tivemos o pior ataque do diabo em cima da nossa vida que a gente podia ter. Lá. There. Contra nós. O diabo intimidando nós para dizer vocês não têm nada aqui. To, to say, you don't have any, aqui vocês já perderam essa guerra aqui. Tem um ataque de cólera na aldeia que a gente ajuda. E enfiaram um trator para roubar nosso território. To take, to steal a piece. O que, é que você acha que isso significa espiritualmente? What do you think that is significant uh, spiritually? Diabo zumbando de nós. The diabo? É. <laughs> in our face. He's laughing in our face. The devil. Diabo. Ah, vocês acham que o quê? Eu reino aqui. Ele quer I dizer. I reign isso. here in this country, that country. 
E eu quero que vocês hoje, em nome de Jesus Cristo, nos ajudem a conquistar aquele território por herança. Por herança. Porque Ilha de Moçambique e é, cabaceira pequena. And this area, cabaceira pequena, é, where é we o live. pior lugar de feitiçaria em Moçambique. It's the worst, uh, zone in Moçambique. E são os muçulmanos mais. And more group in that area. E eu não vou sair de lá derrotada. And I can't leave there não vou. Not em nome de Jesus. In Jesus name. E eu preciso da ajuda de vocês. And I need your help. Amém? Amen. É isso que eu quero falar. That's what I want to say. Amém? Aleluia. Quero orar. Vamos orar. Okay. ok, vamos ficar em pé e fazer Everybody uma intercessão por isto. Vamos hoje orar já Shake para isto. Fala para eles, vamos orar já para isto. Não, eu quero eles orar para isto, Kenji. I want you to pray for this. Yeah. Vamos levantar um clamor. Let's uh, raise up a reclamation. Yeah. Amém. Amém. Eu quero que esse 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 principado que está naquele país. I want this principality over this country. Caia. Fall. E que Jesus prevaleça naquela nação. And Jesus. Prevalecer, ganhar to, esse território, to essa guerra, naquela nação. For him. Naquela nação. Amém. And you então, say what I'm in Portuguese okay. or English? I'm not going to translate. I'm going to let her pray, and then yeah. we're going to all pray. We all pray together. Vamos orar junto, todos But, falando. So every, everybody pray. Pray yourselves. Amém. Senhor Deus, no nome de Jesus agora, Pai. Nós levantamos um clamor pela nação moçambicana. Porque o Senhor disse que aonde a gente pusesse a planta dos nossos pés, ali o Senhor, nós conquistaríamos aquele território para Ti, Jesus Cristo. Deus, eu quero declarar aqui, Deus que mostra Moçambique é de Jesus Cristo. Moçambique pertence ao Espírito Santo de Deus. Moçambique é de Deus. Satanás sai de Moçambique. Solta Moçambique, Satanás. Eu decreto, eu declaro, eu decreto, eu profetizo a tua derrota. Satanás em Moçambique, Lucifer, Anticristo, Jezabel, Mosferatos, Baais, Leviatãs. Rori, Kleber, Abaxiri, Cantar, Abaxiri, Canta, Sai, cai em Moçambique. Mamon, caia em Moçambique. Perco poder e autoridade nos feratos em Moçambique. Oxiricas, Leviatãs, caiam em Moçambique em nome de Jesus Cristo de Nazaré. Eu te dou uma ordem, Satanás, solta. Sai de Moçambique, sai do nosso território, sai da nossa terra, material espiritual em nome de Jesus de Nazaré. Satanás sai eu declaro a tua derrota a tua queda agora em nome de Jesus Cristo de Nazaré, dentro desta igreja também, dentro do corpo de Cristo representado aqui também no nome de Jesus de Nazaré Senhor Deus, eu profetizo eu chamo a existência, Pai a tua bênção, a tua paz, a tua conquista o teu reino teu reino em Moçambique, Jesus de Nazaré reina Jesus Cristo reina em Moçambique, Jesus reina em Moçambique, Espírito de Deus, reina em Moçambique, Pai Reine em minha vida, na vida do quente Através de nós em Moçambique, Jesus Nos faz conquistar a terra por herança Deus, eu te peço Moçambique por herança Deus, em nome de Jesus de Nazaré Para esta igreja, para o corpo de Jesus Cristo Que se reúne aqui para a minha vida, para a vida do quente Em nome de Jesus de Nazaré Amém, Jesus Amém
you to come down here. I want our elders and our pastors and their wives, if you'll come right up here right now. We need to cover them. First of all, we've been covering this on, on Wednesday night at uh, Breaking Free, but I want to tell you, you can have a seat for a moment. I just feel something on this that we need to take. We're going to pray over them in just a minute. I want to pray covering. First of all, as a body of believers, for over 14 years, we've sown money and we've sent teams. We've been authorized by the apostolic leaders. Heidi and Roland Baker have released them. They serve for years under their ministry in Iris Ministries. They have the legal right to be there. They've had dearies, five-year visas. They've been authorized to be there. We've sown treasure into this. So now we have authority there. We don't, we don't go and engage in warfare that is not authorized. But this says, in the book of Daniel, it says, when they began to pray, we just began to pray. When we began to pray, it says, there was a fight over the spirit prince of Persia. The spirit prince of Persia was fighting against. And so there is a spirit prince over the region of Mozambique. It's a vile spirit. When our missionary almost dies from an, a spirit of infirmity of malaria, and the enemy and the witchcraft come against them to kill them, curse them, blood sacrifices, they have found blood sacrifices sent against them. So as a body of believers, now I'd like you to restand. I want us to cover them with a new grace, with a new mercy. Lord, we speak to the spirit prince over Mozambique that you're unauthorized now by the name and the power and the blood of Jesus to touch our missionaries, that they will see such tremendous fruit when they go back, that into discouragement, depression, despair, witchcraft, curses, vexes, hexes sent against them. We now undo, outdo, and overdo by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. You will not harm them by covenant blessing. They will come under covenant blessing, and we will see the goodness and the mercy of God in the name of Jesus. Take your sword, God, and I ask you to punish the enemy now. Punish him. Lord, you said in Romans 16, we will soon crush Satan under our feet. May the God of peace now crush Satan under their feet, God. I pray for favor with the government, favor with regulations, favor, 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 and promise, God, that we will see the kingdom of God advance in some of the darkest places. Lord, as we said, we would go to the nations. This is our inheritance, God. There will be souls of men, children. They minister to over 300 children that have never gone to school, that they've been providing school books and encouragement. God, I pray now that you'd raise up the, the, the sons and the daughters, the spiritual sons and daughters that will come alongside them now. God, I pray, release your anointing, God. Release your anointing, God, for your glory, God. Not for the glory of men. You would advance your kingdom, and you would receive glory unto yourself. And God, we thank you now. 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 Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to set them free from anything projected, vexes, hexes, curses, any placement, that not a weapon formed against them will prosper. Not one weapon formed. It may form, but it will not prosper. And any tongue which has risen against them is in judgment. We condemn that tongue. We forgive the individual, but we condemn in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Oh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we just declare it done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, that was unscripted, but I think the Lord was on it, so praise God. I, if you'll just keep them lifted up, as they, September, they're heading back, um, and it's, it's one of the toughest places on earth to minister. It just is. And so you keep them lifted up. And for the first time, thank God for the gifts that came in. Amen. For the first time, they've been, they've been in a place with no power, no running water, no refrigeration for years. And a gift just came in, and they're going back, and we're putting up solar power that's going to get them some ice and a refrigerator and a fan. And Lord, one day we're going to get a well in that place in the name of Amen. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if you can still preach, brother, but come on oh. up and preach. <laughs> Thank you. That was Hallelujah. a long time. Yeah. I guess at this point, we could just, I could just say, this is a pretty good book. Read it, and now we can all go home. <laughs> it's like, where do you start? I think all the woe is me stuff I don't even need to talk about now. <laughs> we just move on. <laughs> Holy. Um, I think we will just jump right into the photos because we we leave it at midday. Okay. Um, the Kent and Andrea photograph. Yeah. Yeah, we've been there 14 years. Uh, this sort of like group. So I'm going to try to talk about some of these photographs, but they're going to go so fast that I'm really not going to talk about all of them. Um, get, dear, today at some time, write down your email and give it to me. Write it on something and give it to me or leave it somewhere because my contact with you when I'm there is an email. I, I mean, I'm on Facebook occasionally, but whenever I do a monthly update, I wrap it up in an email and send that. Whenever I'm panicking about something, I wrap it up and send that, okay? Um, I will route one around. Yeah. Okay, let it roll. We're, we're uh, in a place that takes about 40 hours to get there. By the time we walk out my door, go to Raleigh and get on an airplane, it, it, it's 18 hours in one flight, but then there's connections and in the airport. Um, don't pause it. Just let it go, Okay. So Mozambique's the yellow part over there on the Indian Ocean. Madagascar's right off our coast there. Um, how many people know, have seen this and know about me? Or let me say this. How many people don't know about me? How many people haven't got a clue? Keep going. Okay, keep rolling. So Pemba's a little town up north there, and we moved down about seven hours south to a place called Ia de Mozambique. Um, we started with Heidi and Rollin Baker, I learned from the best, I guess you could say, of, of giving themselves to Jesus and stopping for the one. Our land is that little white strip of uh, beach there. I didn't know when I first went to Africa, I had no idea we were on the ocean. So don't think I went there just because of that, um, even though it's a wonderful place that you all should visit. I have a plan with the government. We have GPS marks uh, to mark off all this land. What our vision was and is, is to build a refuge for people like you 
and other missionaries or just visitors, doctors, lawyers, whatever, to come and sow into the people that live near us. And we're trying to build houses. We're building houses for people to come and stay in. And, of course, you can stay free. Um, offerings accepted. Iris Ministries has come a, a few times with teams. YWAM groups have come. And, and they, they just, the, the smiles on their faces, it starts to, the, the vision starts to come alive because they are sowing into this uh, YWAM worship session one morning. Um, they start to sow into the lives of the people that, to be honest with you, I don't have time. I don't have time to, to touch every person. Is, is, as you all know, you know, it gets to be time-consuming to, to sow into people's lives. Um, the people I work with are the people I'm around most of the time, so they're the ones that I'm discipling and ministering to most of the time. We use all local people, all local materials. Uh, I always, well, in the past few years, I've gone out and accumulated these materials, and it's very time-consuming and quite adventurous at the same time. But what it does is it gets me in touch with some people that are unreached. It gets me in touch with some people that nobody goes around. I mean, they're off the beaten path. Where I found this bamboo is, is just literally in the middle of nowhere, and I, I, I heard it through the grapevine, so to speak, on how to get to them. I've gone back, you'll see it later, with the Jesus backpack or Jesus film backpack that I brought in here last year. Somebody offered it to us, donated it to us. And I go back into these areas with the Jesus film and show it, and it's always 100% receiving Jesus, always. These guys are craftsmen. Uh, the, the, their, their abilities to use the, the materials and, and the... I mean, there's no nails and, and things that we're used to, skill saws. I love working with them because they can get it done where I can't get it done. This is our house that, we, that I built and we live in. One year ago when I was here, this is what it looked like where our bathroom is. Now, it's reality. I know that that's not a big deal for a lot of you, but um, we have a toilet. <laughs> we, we have a, a shower where the water actually will run out and I don't have to go out into the, the bush um, Andrea insisted that I improve at least to that level We're so I'm so excited about that um, we really want to, to make it a place where the local guys that have a gift or a skill come and work daily as people come to visit. They can be around these people and they can share their lives. They can share the history of this place. This is another house that's been finished since uh, I was here last time. This one's untouched. We're praying for somebody to come and do a restaurant. I don't want to do a restaurant. I'm not a restauranteur, but I want somebody to come and do it. Here's, here's a process of one house. It's called Fishers of Men is what I've named it. It goes from, from nothing to uh, sticks to stones to cement being covered over these stones. Uh, pedreros is what they call them, cement workers, doing all the finishing touches. Now the house looks like this. I've actually got a door on it now. Uh, the YWAM team, two couples. It's, just, it's a duplex, so a couple stayed on each side of it. Here's another house. Casa de Esperanza, the House of Hope. That's what it looked like last year. That's what it looks like now. Um, in May to June, I didn't go forward with it. I, I got sick. Most of June, I was sick. Um, this is another unfinished house with our dog, Peanut Butter. This, 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 it's a miracle that we are occupying this land. It's a miracle that we have uh, uh, documents for this land. 
This is the, the village nurse. They literally have been calling me the last two weeks saying, everybody's got diarrhea. We don't know what's wrong. Uh, there's no beds in the hospital. Uh, over 50% of the village is sick. Um, that's me receiving some medication, some uh, malaria medication. So we, what we're, it's almost the easy part is getting people to receive Jesus. It's almost, I don't know, here it might not be as easy, but there everybody wants Jesus because they're really plugged into uh, the spiritual world because their whole life they do witchcraft or, or, or healing. They, they don't really refer to it as much as witchcraft as, as healing. So it's painted a little prettier, and, and then they still call in a demon. Over the years, we've helped many people come out of witchcraft. I'm sorry. This is uh, the, the day of the child. We always give out gifts. We always give out candy. Uh, every twice a year, we give out school materials, books, pens, uh, pencils, erasers. We, they give us an opportunity to speak to each class. We hand each, each child uh, the materials. We encourage them to come to school. We encourage them that, huh? Over 500 children. It's a miracle with the level of money that we have to get these things with. Because we're always stressed about getting these materials and then all of a sudden we have enough. Without the pencils and papers, nobody would have it. They wouldn't have any. The families don't have the money to, to supply it. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> she won't talk anymore. Either. So, and that streak of lightning is where our base is. So that's how close we are to the village. It's just across the mangrove forest. It's a 30-minute walk away. Um, these people are our family. They, they know all about me. I know all about them. Um, we support over 20 families with basic income. Uh, these are some of the ladies. You can see they're carrying rocks there, but they usually carry my water. Where there's no road, these ladies say, we'll do it. And they work as good, if not better, than a lot of the men because they're used to be the ones getting the water and, and doing the foundational stuff around the house. Now we're starting to do Christmas, Easter, any, any holiday that we have here, we're starting to hold there for them. This, this year we invited uh, all their children to come. Each of these ladies has four to six children and no husband. So it's sort of our widow, single lady program. They have no other way of making money unless it's picking up shells or fishing. This Women's Day, Andrea gathered the few that got together there. She gave them a word. She preached to them a little bit, gave them an encouraging word. Okay, pause it. I keep amazing. So a lady gave Andrea like a suitcase or a bag full of jewelry. This, this day. Well, it's the day of the woman. So I said, Andrea, I said, day of woman, we got to do something. We don't have any gifts. She started looking around, and she found all these uh, bracelets. They were all good quality necklaces from, from America. She laid them all out on the table. I mean, this was amazing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So all the ladies came. Can we get a ball? Eu já falei. A person from here gave this to Andrea. Okay? Okay. Pode ir para frente. You can go forward. <laughs> so after she preached and, or talked to them and, and shared with them a little bit, she went and would grab an item and go to that lady and put it on her and it would match her outfit. She would grab another thing 
put it on that lady, and it would match her outfit. She went all the way down the line matching every outfit. I was sitting there going, I can't believe this. Get the cameras. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And you, you would not ever see somebody as happy as these ladies were that day to receive that attention, to receive a, a small gift, something that I was going, oh, no, they're probably not going to like it. It's, Wait a minute. Vincent Tucky. Pause it. <laughs> okay. When Andrea's with me, I got to go with it. If us a kid of Vincent give us a kid of Paul. Okay, now she's not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, the other thing that I started doing this past year because of Children's Day and, and other days going into the village, and I'm giving out gifts to, to a lot of children. And I kept seeing this, this child. He's eight years old. He's never walked. He's all, his, his mother's carried him or neighbors have carried him everywhere he goes. And I started going, well, let's pray for him. We pray for him. And I was expecting to see him get up and start walking. And I was like, he's going to walk. I know he is. He's going to straighten up. His whole mind's going to be right. And it didn't happen. And then it didn't happen. And then it didn't happen. So we decided to buy a wheelchair. And now we get the wheelchair, and people start coming from other villages because they think Kent's the wheelchair man. So anybody that needs a wheelchair, let's go talk to Kent. So now I've started the wheelchair program. So there's another thing that you can donate toward is the wheelchair program. Because the last one I bought was $250. They've gone up a little bit since then because the dollar's going down. The dollar was doing really well last year. But now it's coming back down to normal, which means things are more expensive for me. Okay, let her roll. Um, okay, Andrea, anytime you want to, Quando você quer falar? Abdulmani. That's the boy. He's, the chair was a little big, but we've got some pillows and stuff for him now, and I'm looking for children's uh, wheelchairs. Water filters is another biggie. Uh, the cholera outbreak, if everybody had the water filter, they, they probably wouldn't have cholera. This is the one I use. It's a gravity-fed uh, Sawyer water filter. I use it myself. It takes out 99.9% of all the bacteria. Um, the Jesus film, the backpack. It's a self-contained Jesus film with a battery. Uh, the film's on a chip, projector, uh, a screen you can see in the background. Everything goes into a backpack. Portuguese. In Portuguese and Makua. Makua is their language, the, the local language. This is one of the, the remote villages I went back to and it was daytime, so we had to find the darkest area we could find, and everybody crammed into that uh, room and pushed and shoved to get into it. And, of course, when it was over, Z2 is the, the, the young guy with the yellow shirt on. He's our son for the last 14 years. He's been helping me. Um, he grew up in Irish Ministries in Pemba. He they, they can, he preaches Makua or he speaks Makua, so everything went real well. Everybody received Jesus. We're in a, um, hallelujah. Our, our area, everything is centered around the ocean. That was our old boat. It's since been uh, destroyed. But everything, everybody's fishermen, net makers, uh, sail, buys fish, sells fish. Everything is centered around the ocean. Uh, even the children don't go to school because they can go out and pick up conks and sell them for enough that at least their family would eat that day. And these are the little kids. Uh, lots, of, lots of seafood where we're at. I love crab. 
<laughs> and Andrea's catch of the day. And now with the solar power, I'm hoping we can get four or five of those so I can know when I'm having fish instead of waiting for the fisherman to walk by going, oh, he's got one. <laughs> Not knowing what I'm going to eat, usually it would be rice and beans. And when I was having malaria, I got tired of eating rice and beans, so I don't want to ever see rice and beans anymore. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. I built three of these towers because I felt the need to, to not to the Tower of Babel, but I felt the need to go up high to see over this land, to pray over this land. So when visitors come, I encourage them, go up the tower and pray over this land. Walk around this land because some of my workers are still, they say, yes, I received Jesus. But they'll still do, they'll still do Ramadan. They'll still, if they have a real problem that's not solved by that religion, they'll go to the witch doctor or healer. And if Jesus don't work, you know, they'll take Jesus and they'll take any other thing that comes along. So some of my sheep are still a little tainted, but they still come to the table. And, and some of you might be still a little tainted. <laughs> so you, you need to not hold back. Don't resist from coming in, coming into this fellowship um, because we get real discouraged fast. I know I do. This light is so bright. I wish I could see more of you guys. Um, <laughs> you get discouraged in this world. Uh, while I was sitting here this morning, the Lord gave me another word that was not related to the word word. Um, if my phone opened up. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. That was for me today because I don't know, when I got here, you know, I came because my mother died and I was able to get tickets. This church helped get me back here. I go to the funeral and... and it opens up a lot of wounds, you know, and a lot of things. It, it makes you more vulnerable. The, the, the stresses of Mozambique start coming in on me. Uh, two or three days after I've been here, I have other people coming up to me saying, well, you look a lot better now. And I was like, geez, I must have looked pretty bad. I thought I looked all right before. <laughs> but now I look a lot better. So, so, yeah, life gets on you. And, and it starts taking you down. Even when I got here, uh, Dela comes up to me and says, don't be weary and well-doing. Amen. Uh, I went to lunch with Terry, <laughs> and Terry gave me uh, Psalm 13, and I, I don't ever remember reading that. I, I know I have, but I'll read it to you real quick if I wrote it down correctly. Somebody might want to check it. Psalm 13. But this is how I have been feeling in Mozambique for a long time. I was there a full year. And May, it started getting a little rough. And then June, I started getting sick. And when, you, when, you're, when your health starts going down, it's good to have good health. Because when, you, when your health starts going down, your attitude goes with it sometimes. And you start getting in a, a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, I'm talking about me, but I know, I know we're all going through some stuff. You know, and I know you guys have your problems, and they're as big, uh, bigger than my problems. I mean... And I don't want to glorify the problems. But Terry said, you ought to read this. 
How long, O Lord, will you forget, will forget me? No. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? And this week we were feeling this again. Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I'm moved. Then he ends it well. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Amen. So, when I was in Mozambique and I was sick, um, I got so many stories. My mind goes everywhere. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of things I could tell you. Uh, and I hate to dwell on the negative, but here we go. Uh, I was laying there. I, was, I had been sick. I got malaria. Uh, I tested positive. They gave me the medication. I started coming out of it. Then a week or so later, I got sick again. I tested negative, and they said, you don't have malaria. And I said, well, I think I have malaria. It feels just like malaria. Well, they didn't give me any medication, and finally I insisted. They gave me the medication. Then a little while later, I got sick again. It was about a week or two later, and I got sick again. And then they gave me the medication again, and the medication even makes you feel worse all over again. So your night is kind of like moaning. You're you're trying to sleep, but you're sort of going, ah. And then you wake up, you don't sleep much, and then the next day, and Andrea's there, and, and, and I start telling her, look, call my brother, tell him don't worry about my, getting my body home, because I was sort of panicking, not panicking, but just not catching my breath well, and just feeling real heavy, and I said, just bury me anywhere here on this land, it'll be fine, uh, the, the internet codes are in this book. The bank codes are in this book. I mean, I was that close to just really wanting it to be over with because I was suffering. I felt a little bad. I would, I would say it was, I was in discomfort <laughs> because you could show that, that discomfort slide because I, I asked the Lord, I kind of did what David did. I said, how long are you going to let me suffer? Uh, you know, we've been lacking on money. We, I can't throw the money out there like I want to to impress these Muslims that I have money and, and I can't uh, build as fast as I want to. How long? How long? And, and I said, what do you want to say? <laughs> and he said, feel your discomfort. And I went, I don't like that. But I wrote it down. And I wrote it just like that. That's, actually, I took a photograph last night of it. And then I was sitting there, and I said, that's pretty negative, and it's demonic looking. <laughs> What's up with that? And then that next moment, he said, find peace in it. And then I was like, well, that sounds scriptural, but, and then it hit me. Philippians. Spera. Go back to suffering. <laughs> Go back to um, discomfort. So we can go to Philippians 4. Philippians 
Well, y'all can go there probably faster than me. I use my phone so much I don't turn pages anymore. So I was happy with that, that he, he gave me a way out of that word discomfort. And then I was like really just excited about discomfort all of a sudden. It was like I was embracing discomfort. I was going, okay, discomfort's uncomfortable, but it's something that we can get victory over. It, it, we, if we can find peace in it, then we have victory over it. We still may have the stress of it, but we're finding peace in it, so that means we got victory over it. Then, this week, we get hit again. While I'm reading this stuff, while I'm putting photographs together and going, we're victorious, we're victorious, and Andrea tells me somebody called her and just went, boom, slapped me down, slapped her down. She was like, couldn't, couldn't find peace Thursday. Couldn't find peace in it. We were very discomfortable. <laughs> and we couldn't find peace. And I was like, hey, we're supposed to be we're the missionaries of Mozambique. We can find peace. She didn't sleep. She didn't eat. Her hand was doing like this. I was going, it helped me get peace. Because I could see she was a little worse than I was. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Andre, well, you got to read Philippians. You know, it was turned over. <laughs> but then this thing came together. If I was a blogger, <laughs> um, funeral, cousins, bombarded by cousins. I was sitting at a table with a cousin and a nephew. And we were just talking. And we had no plan. We were just talking. We weren't talking church. We was talking, and this thing came together. We were talking so much that I said, hey, if this was a blog, this would be number one, relationship. Because discomfort was in my head. And I was thinking, how do you get out of discomfort? How do you, how do you get out of discomfort? You can't just go, go read Philippians. That'll fix you. It, it, it's good. It, it's good. I mean, you really do need to do that. But a lot of times, you can't. I mean, it's just not practical. You know, it's like, it's just too much. It's too serious. How, how can you just say, go read Philippians? No. Relationship is number one. That's the first time I've done number one and twos and stuff. But number one would be relationship. Find, let me find my relationship. Relationship is not exactly that easy. Even having a relationship... With, with my wife gets challenging sometimes. And you, and you say, well, it would just be easier if I didn't have to worry about that relationship. It would be easier if I didn't have to worry about the gossip at church. It would be easier if I didn't have to have a relationship at work. But once you get isolated and alone, then you find out that is not as easy as you think it is either. Because I found myself in Mozambique isolated and alone many times. But just because of the nature of where we are now, and this is changing. There's already people talking, we're coming, we're coming. Because we need some people there to stay and do. We need some visitors to come. And more importantly than anything, we need intercessors right here. Amen? This is the most important, the most important, the most important thing. Because there's so much witchcraft around us, and I see the people of the other faith how committed they are to their prayers. I see at 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't see it as much as I hear it. The call, 
and they're calling them to prayer, and they go. And then or at lunchtime, they go. And then at 4 or 5 o'clock, they call again. And then at 8 o'clock, they call again. And they're, they're going, and they're going through their process of the thing that they do. And they're evangelizing me nonstop. So I know, okay, relationship. Um, the, in, the, in the Bible, in Matthew 22, it says, the, it, it, let, me, let, me just, let me turn to that too. Matthew 22, because you think you got, you know, I, I'm, I, I speak out of my notebook. These are things that I've written down, and I didn't really do sermon notes. So I'm going back to my notebook, and I'm going, wait a minute, where did I write that? So Matthew 22:36, And it talk about attacks to bring you down. And I've had attacks from inside my family, very close to me, hitting me right where I would hear it right now. In front of you. And I'm not claiming to be a scholar. I'm not claiming to be a preacher. Uh, I'm not even claiming to be a missionary most of the time. Because when I say missionary, it makes me something else. Because now we've got land and we've got these issues. We've got those issues. And missionary just doesn't seem to hold it. That just starts. Missionary is just the beginning of it. So anyway, in Matthew 22, 36... Help me, help me. Teacher, which is the greatest command of the law in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then it says all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And, and love your neighbor, and, and it sounds good. And you, of course, I love my neighbor. Hello, neighbor, I love you. But you don't, I think what he meant was you, that you love your neighbor. Hey, man, you're doing all right. That, that you bring them into your life. You know what I'm saying? That you love your neighbor, that you don't just go, what's happening? And walk on by. That you actually, you know how hard that is? You know how hard it is to love your neighbor and to love somebody? And it's the second commandment. The second greatest commandment. It just boggles your mind. I mean, it boggles my mind. Love your neighbor. That's how important relationship is to God. First with him, and then to love your neighbor. And your neighbor's your wife. Your neighbor's your pastor. Your neighbor's sitting beside you here. Confess your sins to one another. Now, how are you going to do that if you haven't got a relationship? You ain't going to do it. And confidence. Oh, and confidence in one another. You got to have relationships for emotional support to bounce off ideas. You don't know how, how many ideas I have that, that I have to keep bouncing off of people. Uh, just to keep your balance, you need relationship with others. Number two, and I heard it today, ask. 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 In your relationships, you need to ask. If you haven't got a, a way to figure out how to fix your car, you go ask your neighbor. Or you ask your wife, hey, how do you do this? Or you humble yourself and ask directions. You ask for money. This is something that I'm not good at. But somebody handed me a book one day called God Ask. And I read it. 
and it's talking a little bit about if your plan is of God, and it's, yeah, Andreas says I'm very weak in this task. If you, if you have a plan and it's of God, then you're asking for him. That you're the hands and the feet on the, on the earth. So when you ask, you're not asking for yourself because we get mixed up a lot of times because we think it's us and we think it's all about us. And I think that I get up here, you're going to worry about me, that I'm a little bit overweight and a little bit hair long. It, that it's not about me. It's about what God is saying through me and what God wants to do for you. It's nothing about me. So you quit worrying about me and quit worrying about how I act and look and talk. Because the Mozambican told me one time, he said, you get up in front of people, they know everything about you in about five minutes. They already know how you act. They already know these. They already start thinking negative about you. And that's true. So get me out of the way. I'm just trying to lead you how to get out of discomfort right now. So you need to ask. And, of course, that's pretty scriptural. And it says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open." But then it just says ask, and you keep asking. And the persistence behind the asking is, is the key to it because you might ask, some of the young people might ask a girl on a date or single people ask a girl on a date, and if they kind of go, hmm, no, then you give up. But, but it was actually just sort of a, mm, no, ask me a little later or ask me again. You ask your boss for a raise, and he says no, but he don't want you to leave. He wants to give you a raise, and he starts figuring out how to get you one. But you get mad and quit before he follows through. You ask. We ask, and you wait. You wait for a reply. A lot of times, we need to just wait a minute for a reply. Mercy, help me. You know, you know uh, I keep going back to Nehemiah for the last 12 years. <laughs> but Because Nehemiah had a plan. First, he had a burden. His heart was to build that wall. And then he went to the king, and he asked. He was a cupbearer, and he just got the cups ready for the king to drink and eat. He wasn't that important. So he, he was valued, highly valued and respected by the king. But he had to muster up something to go, hey, I'm, not, I'm just going to go for it. I, I need uh, permission to go across all this territory. I need uh, permission to cut down that forest. I need a letter. Um, and I need a house. That's pretty bold. I mean, Nehemiah had it. He was asking. Amen? I'm asking. I'm asking for prayer. Oh, excuse me. But you don't want to ask the wrong person for the wrong thing. So our, our plan has to be aligned with God to be able to receive what his plan is for us. Number three. Focus. I'm telling you, this was sitting at a table. I was writing on a glass table. Number one, relationship. Number two. And it came together like this week with the word discomfort. And then how do you get out of discomfort? Without a relationship, it's difficult. Without asking for help, it's difficult. Without focusing on, on what God wants, what God wants me to do. What's God want me to do? Well, you might not know exactly, but you sort of kind of know because your personality is like this, and you really want that, your personality, your desires, because he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So you ask, and then you focus, and you focus on that. 
You get rid of the distractions. You take away Facebook a little while. You set it aside to focus on the goal, on where it is you want to get to, how, how you want to get there. Um, every moment of your life, it either contributes to your goal or it takes away from your goal. So when you wake up in the morning, if you go directly to Facebook, you're already mentally going huh, off because you're seeing what somebody else is doing. Oh, you're getting jealous. Uh, Sarah's downtown playing music. Man, I wish I was down there. And, uh, you start, you go to the wrong place, and it's the first thing in the morning that you don't want to do that. I don't know much, but I just figured this out. Facebook, save it. So the first thing in the morning, you say, God, okay, what do you want, man? Man. <laughs> I called him man. <laughs> what do you want? And start dialing in to what God wants with you. Then you can actually ask yourself, Kent, what do you want? What do, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do 10 years from now? Where do you want to be? Focus. If you're an athlete, tell me, you're going to be focused about training. You're going to be focused if you're an engineer. You're going to be focused about getting to work on time. You're going to be focused about doing your job correctly. All of us know this, okay? Um, Ecclesiastes, whatever you do, do, do it well. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Proverbs 16.3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Get rid of your distractions. You calm yourself. You be anxious for nothing. End the discomfort. You find a way to go to Philippians. Where's Philippians? You go to the Philippians and you say, okay, I've checked with my pastor or my friends. I've checked with God. I've asked what I need and now I'm focusing on how to get there. One of the ways is I don't need to be anxious because when you start getting anxious, you lose your focus. I, I have a tendency to be a little anxious, but I keep telling Andrea it's energy. <laughs> I'm excited. It's not really anxious. I wouldn't be smiling if I was anxious. I'm sort of excited. And sometimes I lose my focus because I'm excited. And sometimes I lose it because I'm anxious. I'm worried. How am I going to get the money to pay for that? How am I going to ever be able to have the right clothes to fit in with that group? Or Mercy me. I'm telling you. The, the, some of it, okay, all of it is God. We need God. We need his anointing. And we need his uh, gifts and, and his mercy and grace. And, and sometimes it's mental Resistance, mental resilience. Sometimes you, you got to go, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. No, Resist, resistance. You got to stop it. Facebook, over there. Whenever I was sick, I got malaria again in Florida when I went to help my brother. And my sister-in-law had this book called Unbroken it was, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen the movie, but it's Unbroken. Have you, are you familiar with it? It's about a guy that was an athlete, and then he was shipwrecked, and then he got 
saved from shipwreck and went straight into a concentration camp. Japanese. Japanese concentration camp. And I was going, man. And he wasn't completely Christian. In fact, he wasn't a Christian. But he started praying in the middle of all that. Um, but his mental state, his mental, uh, his, his ability to overcome. I'm going to stand and I'm going to overcome the abuse that they're doing to me. Yes, it hurts when you get your fingernails ripped off, but I'm standing. And to have the, the man pick him out and beat on him, I'm putting up with it. I'm going to do it. So some of it comes back on you. Not to give you all the responsibility, because only with the grace and the mercy of Jesus are any of us getting out of this thing. The only way. Amen? So... I, I, I happened to, to see the boy's shirt, Fearless, and it reminded me of something that I was going to talk about, and then I just remembered it again. Um, the, and I didn't make this up. I, I saw it somewhere. Uh, the coward and the hero feel the same thing, fear. Feel, experience the same fear. You're presented with a challenge, and, and you feel the fear. The coward turns and runs, and the hero takes that fear projects it forward onto the problem and moves forward. Amen? Ooh, that was good. That was, that was so good. Because I find myself in Mozambique, a lot of times we're dealing with people that aren't honest with these land issues, and I feel the fear. And Andrea is actually more gifted in taking that fear and putting it on them and going forward. The same way we're playing football. You're gonna you're gonna take you get the field, you got butterflies, you're ready to throw up. But you take that and you bust the other person in the face. <laughs> That's not real Christian like it. <laughs> so go away from discomfort because the same night that I was complaining and he gave me discomfort, the same page in this book, he gave me rejoice. Rejoice. It's kind of a girl word, isn't it? Rejoice. <laughs> I'm going to rejoice. <laughs> but, but if you think about it, how, how in the world, glory to God, glory to God. You know that Satan hates to hear that. Andrea's been telling me, say glory to God. We're in the middle of it. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's rejoicing. Glory to God. Glory to God on your problems. I want you to say it right now, every one of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Satan hates it. I'm telling you, rejoice. I, I will even read that part too. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, that was my blog. And it was, it was so interesting how this sort of came together. Now I'm going to write it into a blog and send it to my cousin and my, my nephew because it, it really it, it blew me away how God wants us to take what he is teaching us and what he is showing us. And he also wants us to have a backbone. He wants us to get up. Christian can be tough. You know, we're fighters. Yes. We're out here to win. Yes. 
We, we are on the right team. We've already won. But there's some mud we got to get through to get there. And when he was talking about the light bulb going out in the bathroom, his, in the worship mark, I was thinking he must have been in my house this week. And I thought I had it bad last month. So we just come, maybe even come forward if you want to rejoice. If you want to receive Jesus, the ministry team can actually come forward. The band can come too. It would be great. Yeah, play a song unless you need prayer. Okay. Oh. You know, I've had the privilege of whenever they come back or when they're sending me emails to, to know some of the hardships. Um, when they first got here, in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this. And see if this doesn't sound familiar. Paul writes to 2 Corinthians, we think you ought to know this, brothers and sisters, about the trouble that we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we'd never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. Did you hear the testimony? But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves, and we learned to rely on God, who raises the dead. He did rescue us from mortal danger, and he'll rescue us again, and we have now placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. Keep praying for us. We can't hear a message like this. Um, they're going to go back, put it in the solar panels and all that, but they got some bills they got to pay off. So I'm going to take up a special offering. I hadn't planned on doing this. A couple things you can do. You know that 20%, if you've been coming here, 20% this year of everything that comes in this house goes out to help other ministries, Lifeline Pregnancy, Mozambique, Costa Rica, Nepal, India. We care for 111 orphans. This is good soil. Um, so I would encourage you, they're not making their monthly bills right now. So you give your tithe to the church, and we'll do our 20% part, but then you pick up and pray about, can I give 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, or more a month, Mozambique. Just mark it in your tithe and put down Mozambique. So I'm going to take up a special offering. If you, can, if you don't have it today, do it next week. Just write a little thing in the envelope. Once a month, we send to make a deposit at Wells Fargo, and they go to the nearest bank, and they're able to get their support. So I want to put this money right here. If you have an opportunity, just as you come, before you go, stop up, leave it for them. So they have, they'll be heading back September what? September 11th. They're uh, tickets. We were able to, when he came back, his mom had passed away, and he had to get here. But it was probably good because you hadn't been here in two years, right? Kent came last year, but it's been two years. And so, we, fortunately, we're still working on the doctor's bills, but fortunately, the church over the years have been able to purchase a missionary medical coverage plan for them. You gotten that worked out? Praise God. Now, if the church had not put that $4,000 up, they'd be facing a big, gigantic bill. And so, anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's all stand and this week, as part of our intercessory prayer, we want to pray for our missionaries. We want to pray for the nation. There are prayer points that are laid out in the foyer that is also posted in the, in the uh, prayer room. When you come in, just come and get on your face and ask the Lord. And just remember, 
what he has done, the goodness and the mercy of God and how great is our God. So, Lord, I thank you. Let us rejoice. Go ahead, you can do the altar call. Hallelujah. I stand up here and I talk about how I've been sick and how, and I have been, and I have a lot of hardships that, that I face, uh, Andrea as well, in Mozambique. Uh, I still drive an old truck, and I've still been breaking down in the bush, um, water getting in the fuel line, and being three hours deep in the woods. It's not easy to think about getting out, but I know each one of you have problems here in this wonderful nation of the United States of America. As you come, if you need prayer, just dial off to one of these people to receive prayer. The, Satan is, is throwing all sorts of sand up into the wheels of America. He, he's, he's making noises with issues that we would never thought would really be an issue. And, and just like just like the Civil War split up brother against brother, that's happening again. It's starting to separate families. It's starting to separate friends. And it's, it's satanic. It's not, a, it's not of God. So with your burdens, come now. Whatever burden you may have. If you don't know Jesus, now's a good time. To start building a relationship, the first relationship is saying, I'm here. I'm ready. I accept you. It's not that difficult. And in Mozambique, they do it all the time. So you don't have to come as if you're going to be clean today, although you will be. But your mind don't have to be there yet. You don't have to be that ready. You just come and with your mouth confess. You believe in your heart. Your mouth confess. So any financial burdens, any any health problems, any kind of prayer that you need, today is as good as day. You're in a relationship, and this building is a good place to be. It's hard to it's hard to go out into the world without without getting a fresh feeling. So come and let God feel you through this prayer team that's here right now. In Jesus' name.